We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Rhinos in the conservative state of Tennessee have killed a bill that would outlaw the physical mutilation of minors in transgender clinics. And the exact same thing is about to happen here in Oklahoma, the reddest of red states. How is it that these quote-unquote Republican states fail to implement Republican values and policies. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thank you for listening into the show. My topic today is this story that's coming out of Tennessee. More specifically, the story of Vanderbilt University and how they've been caught on mic, a hot mic, admitting that the reason they're engaging in these transgender surgeries for minors is because they make a lot of money. And the Republican legislature of Tennessee, a red state, a conservative state, refuses to step in the way and stop Vanderbilt and other institutions and clinics within the state from performing these physical mutilations on minors. They refuse. Now, why is it? Why are they doing this? On today's show, I'm going to share the details of that story out of Tennessee and Vanderbilt. But I'm also going to inform you that the exact same thing is about to happen here in Oklahoma. Quote, unquote, the reddest of red states, a conservative state, a state that is is as Republican as it can get. But yet, our state legislature refuses to even hear a bill that would outlaw transgender surgeries for minors. Our legislature... Our Senate and our House, the leadership of both, refuses to even hear a bill that would make it illegal in the state of Oklahoma for adults to mutilate minors, children, to perform radical mastectomies on these children, to perform hysterectomies on these children, to allow children who aren't old enough to vote or even get a driver's license to make decisions un known to their parents that are life-altering, decisions that will make them infertile, decisions that will remove functioning, healthy organs from their bodies. This is going on in Oklahoma, people. It's not just in Tennessee. It's not just in San Francisco. It's not just New York. It's not just the crazy stuff coming out of Washington, D.C. This is going on here in Oklahoma. And if you don't do something about it. If you don't pick up the phone and call the leadership of the Senate and call the leadership of the House and call the governor and call the chairpersons of the various different committees that are considering this funding here in Oklahoma, then you're at fault. I'm at fault. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. We have to speak and we have to act. You have to pick up the phone. 
You have to contact the people you've elected to represent you in Oklahoma City. So today's show, again, I'm going to share with you the details of this story coming out of Vanderbilt University and the state of Tennessee and what the rhinos are doing over there in terms of trying to stop a law that would simply make it illegal to mutilate children. We're actually at the point where this is controversial, and Republicans are as guilty as sin. And Tennessee isn't the only one. It's happening here in Oklahoma. My goal today is to make you mad. My goal today is to get you to pick up the phone and make a phone call. And I'm going to give you numbers to call before the end of the show. Let's take a break. When I get back, we'll start out with Tennessee and Vanderbilt, what's going on there, and then we're going to talk about Oklahoma and what you need to do about it. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. So I I have to deal with this story out of Tennessee and Vanderbilt very quickly because I also want to take the time to give you at least the basics of what's going on here in Oklahoma. And it's almost a mere reflection of the situation in Tennessee. Two red states with Republican legislatures in the majority are refusing to do what's right. They're refusing to do what the people who have elected them to office expect them to do. They're refusing to honor the values and the principles of the people of their respective states. The majority of parents, the majority of Republicans in the state of Oklahoma do not believe that children should be mutilated just because they have been convinced by a teacher or a counselor that they should change their bodies from being male to female or female to male. The majority of people in Oklahoma do not believe that's right for a minor to do that. For a kid that doesn't even have the legal right to buy cigarettes or get a driver's license or vote. For a child who by definition has not reached the age of consent. A child who cannot legally consent to engage in sexual activity with an adult somehow has the legal right to consent to mutilate his or her body and remove functioning organs accordingly, and adults are going to enable that and accommodate that? No, this isn't right. In anybody's book, this isn't right. And the people of Oklahoma know it, and so do the people in Tennessee. And we've elected Republicans that supposedly are going to stand by us and defend those values and that common sense, that sense that's common. Well, the story coming out of Tennessee is that the Tennessee General Assembly refuses to pass legislation that will prevent minors from receiving radical surgeries. And Matt Walsh's investigation of Vanderbilt University exposes the evil of these transgender clinics. According to Walsh, Vanderbilt's transgender clinic was opened in 2019, excuse me, 2018. And in a lecture that the medical director of that clinic gave the same year. She claimed, she openly claimed to have helped convince the hospital to begin providing transgender care, in large part because trans-affirming surgeries are, quote, big moneymakers, close quote, due to the follow-up care that's necessary. The director of this clinic, Dr. Shane Taylor, was caught on microphone making that statement, admitting 
that she convinced the hospital to do this because it's a big money maker, closed quote. Now, this director, Taylor, went on and said that a mastectomy performed on a female who is transitioning to male can bring in $40,000. She says that. Individuals on hormones alone can bring in several thousand dollars a year. And then she uses this language. Bottom surgery is especially lucrative, bringing in anywhere between $100,000 to $200,000 per patient. They're actually talking about top surgery and bottom surgery. In other words, surgery on the chest or surgery that removes functioning organs, the genitalia of these minors. Removing a uterus. Removing a penis from a minor. When there's nothing wrong with those organs, they're just going to remove them because it's lucrative and they can make a couple hundred thousand dollars in doing so. This article that I'm reading from right now goes on to say this. To illustrate how much money can be made from preying on people with gender dysphoria, Taylor, the director of this transgender clinic, cited an example of one clinic that funds itself entirely on the revenue it generates from performing phalloplasties surgery that creates a fake penis on a woman. This is... Uh, who, who listening to me right now can't understand that this is evil to do this to children? Now, you might say in a libertarian fashion, if somebody's an adult and they want to destroy their body, then let them do it. If they want to pay for it, I'm not going to pay for it. Our tax dollars shouldn't pay for it. But if they want to do it, I guess live and let live. If you want to be libertarian on the issue for adults, fine. That's a different argument. But for children, minors, Again, that can't buy cigarettes legally, can't vote, can't drive a car. You're going to perform these types of surgeries on them. And in the process, you're actually going to admit that one of the reasons you're doing it is you can make a lot of money. This is what's going on in Vanderbilt. This is what's going on in Tennessee. And the Republican legislature in Tennessee isn't doing anything about it. They refuse to hear bills that would stop this nonsense. Now, because Matt Walsh has done an expose on this and exposed the evil of this clinic and its director actually admitting that it's financially driven, they really don't care about the kids. They're just making a lot of money. They're just preying on these children. They've actually got the governor, Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee, to look into this pediatric transgender clinic at Vanderbilt. And... The article says, because it raises serious moral, ethical, and legal concerns. You think? <laughs> you think that these are serious moral, ethical, and legal concerns? I Sidebar, I hope these clinics, these hospitals, get sued into oblivion by people who come forward in the coming years and say, you actually did this to me? You, I'm infertile because of what you did to me when I was a minor. This was immoral. It was wrong, and it should be illegal. And you need to suffer financially for engaging in this butchery of me when I was a child. I hope that happens. Now, okay, so what does this have to do with Oklahoma? Well, the exact same thing is about to happen here in Oklahoma. I've spoken on the phone directly with Representative Tom Gann, who's one of the good guys. 
He's trying to get a bill passed here in Oklahoma that would make it illegal to perform sexual identity change therapy or surgery on minors here in the state of Oklahoma. Much like the bill that they're trying to get passed in Tennessee and can't get the Republican legislature to attend to it, Tom Gann is trying to get a similar bill heard here in the state of Oklahoma, and the Republican leaders of the House and the Senate will not even hear the bill. Now, why in the world would your conservative representatives, your Republican senators and representatives, not want to at least hear a a bill and debate a bill that simply prohibits sexual identity change therapy in prepubescent minors? And why would our Republican leaders, our senators and our representatives, not want to hear a bill, debate a bill, that likewise would make it illegal, even if the minor has entered puberty, make it illegal for anyone to perform sexual identity change therapy or surgery on that minor unless the parent is informed and consents. Why would this be controversial? Why would anybody question that type of legal protection for our children here in the state of Oklahoma, especially when we have supermajorities in the House, in the Senate, and we control the governor's office. Why? Why? This is clearly child abuse, isn't it? To do this to children? Isn't this a violation of a doctor's oath to do no harm? Shouldn't we discuss the fact that this is professional misconduct? It's malpractice? And who's going to be held accountable when these children grow up and are adults and they recognize that their body has been changed irreparably? That some witch doctor cut off functioning organs and that they're on record saying that the reason they were doing it is because they made a lot of money. Which is true. I want to repeat. This is true. The Vanderbilt director, the director of this clinic at Vanderbilt, is on record saying that. And if you don't think we're doing it for the same reason here in Oklahoma, that there's a financial incentive for the OU med clinic to be considering the same exact thing here in Oklahoma, and for the lobbyists who are pushing for this, You don't think that they're doing it for the exact same reason because there's a financial incentive behind it? This is wrong. It's essentially a surgery that sterilizes a minor. It's chemical castration. It includes actual vasectomies, hysterectomies. It includes phalloplasty and vaginoplasty. What does that mean? Constructing fake vaginas and fake penises. For minors, as I said, they're cutting off functioning organs. And they're supplying medications that induce permanent infertility. Their puberty-blocking medication will stop normal, healthy maturation processes. This this is wrong in every shape and form. The removing otherwise healthy and non-diseased body parts from minors.
a medical profession that engages in a practice like this or causes a practice to be performed by referring these minors to other places and using your money, your tax dollars, to either provide the therapy, the surgery, or to refer our minors to other clinics within the state, that's wrong, and it needs to be stopped, and there should be a law prohibiting it. Now, why in the world is our legislature not listening to Tom Gann when he's trying to get such a bill heard here in Oklahoma? And not only are they not listening to Tom Gann and a handful of others that are trying to get a bill heard that would make this butchery illegal here in Oklahoma, they're lying about the process that would lead to the funding of these programs. Here's how they're lying about it. Number one, they're calling it the Roy G. Biv program. The OU Med Center Roy G. Biv program. Well, you might ask this question, who is Roy G. Biv? They, they spell it as Roy, a first name, G, period, a middle initial, and Biv, B-I-V. The Roy G. Biv program. Again, who is Roy G. Biv? I know for a fact that in a caucus meeting, Representative Gann looked Holly Hunt, a lobbyist for the OU Med Center, who was lobbying on behalf of this Roy G. Biv program. He looked her in the eye and he said, who is Roy G. Biv? He couldn't get an answer. He had to ask two or three times. Tom knew the answer to the question, and he wouldn't let their silence go unattended. He forced them to answer. You know why? Because there's no such person as Roy G. Biv. They're not naming this clinic in honor of an individual. Roy G. Biv is an acronym for the colors of the rainbow. Red, orange, yellow, G for green, B for blue, I for indigo, and V for violet. It's an acronym for the rainbow, the colors of the rainbow. They're actually lying, or at least implicitly lying. They're being deceitful in the way they're promoting the program to the legislature and to the people they're implying that they're actually honoring an individual, Roy G. Biv, and that's not true. And if you can't trust these people, these lobbyists, and these legislatures, if you can't trust the OU Med Center to tell you the truth about the very name of the program that they're trying to get you to fund, how in the world can you trust them if you give them the money? And how much money do they want? At least $39 million dollars. Other reports say that it's upwards to $90 million. But at least $39 million of ARPA money is being requested for the funding of this OU Med Center Roy G. Biv program. Now, here's the thing. What they're now saying is that, well, they won't perform any of these surgeries or therapies. That's not what they're going to do. Well, why are they calling it the Roy G. Biv program, an acronym for the colors of the rainbow, if they're not going to provide any of these therapies or, thir or surgeries internally? Oh, we, we'll just refer them outside. We won't do it with Oklahoma money. Really? Really? Well, they're in partnership with organizations such as Planned Parenthood and other transition clinics. So if you're going to give them the money and you're going to trust them to not spend that money on this butchery in this clinic, are you going to trust them when they refer people to other clinics that the same thing isn't going to happen there? And how is that any different? 
Or if they claim that, well, the $39 million that you give to the OU Med Center will not be used for that clinic or that program. It's just a shell game. You can't trust that your money is being protected. You give them $39 million and they're just going to move the exact same amount of money that they had in a different account over to this Roy G. Biv program and clinic and do the very thing with that money that they just told you they would not do. Anyone who has run a company or organization recognizes how money is fungible within various different accounts. When I was running Oklahoma Wesleyan University and I established the budget for the year, and then all of a sudden somebody came along and gave us more money over and above that budget, what does it allow me to do? It allows me to use the budget more liberally is what it allows me to do. I can apply the extra money to the budget, and then I can use budget dollars on something else. Money is fungible. It would be akin to giving $39 million to a married couple and saying to the husband, you can't use this money for the Roy G. Biv program, but you say nothing to the wife about how she can use the money. Do you think that maybe the budget within that household is going to be fungible? It's going to change the way previously existing dollars were going to be spent. It's a shell game, and they're lying to you if they tell you any different. What they're trying to do right now in the legislature is get the money approved under the auspices of just trusting the OU Med Center and Clinic to not use this money on transgender procedures, therapies, or surgeries. They're going to trust OU Med to use the money responsibly, even though the lobbyists for OU Med just lied to the legislature as to the very naming of the program. And they have admitted that they have been involved in either conducting or referring minors for quote-unquote top surgeries. They've already admitted that. And we're going to trust these people with $39 million? That would be crazy to do so. They have not earned your trust. Now, why is this happening in the reddest of red states? Because we're not as red as we think we are. You have a lot of purple Republicans that may be telling you that they're conservative. But when it actually comes down to how they're going to vote for programs such as this, they're no more conservative than my dog. And I owe my dog an apology for even drawing those parallels. That analogy is offensive to my dogs. I mean, conservatives don't behave this way. And the proof is in the pudding. If these guys, these leaders in Oklahoma City are really conservative, if they're conserving the values and the principles of the conservative electorate that appointed them to office, that sent them to Oklahoma City in the first place, then why won't they even hear a bill that would make it illegal to use our money on this butchery? Why, why won't they hear it? Why won't they debate it? What's wrong with that? And likewise, why would they be willing to give OU this money? And by the way, why does OU need any money? They're flush with cash. That's another story for another time. But why would they vote to give OU this money and then just trust OU to use it without any restrictions, without any law that would prohibit 
the university or the med clinic from using our money, our funds, our tax dollars to pay for these specific procedures or to refer our children to other clinics within the state so that those procedures could be done. Why? Why would we want to give OU the latitude to use that money in a nefarious way? You're just going to write them a blank check and trust them? When they just lied to you about the very naming of the program? All right. So in the final couple minutes of the show, I'm going to give you some phone numbers. So get out a pen and paper and write this down. Remember that Governor Stitt's number is 405-521-2342. Again, Governor Stitt, 405-521-2342. As far as I know, Governor Stitt is on the right side of this issue, but he needs your support. He needs to have thousands of people call so that he can say, I've had thousands of people call. They're upset about this, and rightfully so. Give him a couple bullets to fire here. Governor Stitt, 405-521-2342. The Senate leadership, the, the, the chairperson for the Health and Human Services Committee is Senator Paul Racino. Senator Paul Racino, he's the chairman of the Health and Human Services Committee. You need to call him and tell him you will not stand for any funding in any shape or form for the OU Med Clinic until a law is passed that protects our children from this butchery. Racino's phone number is 405-521-5618. One more time on Racino, the chairman of Health and Human Services Committee, 405-521-5618. The Senate pro tem, Greg Treat, needs to hear from you. He can hear these bills that are being refused right now. He could hear the bills that would make it illegal to perform this, this mutilation on our Oklahoma children. Greg Treat, Senate Pro Tem, 405-521-5632. One more time on Pro Tem Greg Treat, 405-521-5632. The Senate Appropriations Chairman is Roger Thompson, 405-521-5588, 405-521-5588. The House Leadership for Public Health Committee, the Public Health Committee. The chairman is Cynthia Rowe, R-O-E. Her number is 405-557-7365, 405-557-7365. That's Representative Cynthia Rowe. She's the chairman of Public Health, the Public Health Committee. The Speaker of the House is Charles McCall. Call him. Why is the bill being held up? 405-557-7412. One more time on McCall. 405-557-7412. Call these people. Call these people. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us guiltless. We are responsible to hold our legislators accountable for the principles and the values we elected them to uphold. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.